Okay, so at this time we're blessed to have our second message for today, brought to us by our elder Barnabas Grayson, entitled Feasts of Trumpets 2020. Good afternoon, everyone. Feast of Trumpets 2020. I suppose we all have 2020 vision when it comes to uh, this Feast of Trumpets. We shall see. As usual, you'll be receiving a handout, something you can look at later if you need to, to make notes on. So the question we sometimes hear on a holy day is, why are you here? Sometimes uh, in the past you've heard this uh, preached at you know, various uh, festivals, uh, various holy days in the time that you've been in the Worldwide Church of God and Church of God International. And today, the question is always one of, of importance to know why we are here. In Leviticus 23, verse 23, we read where the Lord said to Moses, he said, speak unto the children of Israel. Those children could apply to you and to me, to those of us who may have, you know, a deep roots back to the time when Israel came out of Egypt. But speak unto the children of Israel. They were a lot of adults among them, but they were still looked at by the Father as children. But he said in the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall you have a Sabbath. A memorial of blowing of trumpets. A holy convocation. If we all brought a trumpet today or maybe a shofar, imagine the kind of a noise we could make. That would get people's attention, wouldn't it? To wake us up, we'd have to cover our ears. But it's a holy convocation. That's why we're here. You shall do no servile work therein. Don't do those routine things that we're so used to doing throughout the week but to have a day in which we recognize it and remember it as a time that, that is holy but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord so today we cease from routine labor and we bring an offering or as the Hebrew translates that word a minkah a worthy gift and a portion Something of value made by fire as from a surface, uh, from a furnace. And we show ourselves before the Lord today, the trumpet call to obey. So also today we arrive at the seventh month and the completion of three of the season ending feast, the Feast of Trumpets. The Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles that are coming along all in the seventh month in the completion of the Holy Day season because seven we know is the number, is the number of completion. We see that seven tied to many things in the Bible. The Feast of Trumpets, um, we hear uh, the trumpets of course 
But seven, we know, is a number that signifies completion like the weekly Sabbath that completes the uh, seven-day week. And the seven days that completed the creation of the earth on this planet. And also the seven trumpets and the seven seals and the seven golden bowls of God's wrath and the seven angels in the book of Revelation that lead to the completion of this age. Now we know that there are many in modern Christianity today who, who see the high days, these high days that we celebrate, as no longer relevant to faith in God. Instead, they are, they are seen as done away. We know all that, what that what's believed in that regard, that the uh, things of the Old Testament are nailed to the cross, that instead they, we're all saved by grace, not by works. And... In reality, there are a lot of people who just don't know that the holy days are even mentioned in the Bible because it's not taught or preached about or explained. But when God said, these are my feast, he appointed them for you and I, for his children. He appointed them as memorials and Sabbaths to be kept in their season. So here we are today. My Sabbaths, he said, you shall keep. To set aside these days and have a holy congregation. When God said, these are my feasts, we're supposed to realize that he is the author of these holy days and the Sabbaths that we, that we celebrate. As we know, there are many thoughts in this area of, of what uh, the feast means, and what any holy day means. And you can go to the internet and find find a lot of uh, views on the day of Sabbath, on the day of trumpets. But trumpets, sometimes called Rosh Hashanah, marks the Jewish New Year, that is the head of the year. So it is a custom to blow the shofar, or the ram's horn, and meant to wake up people from their uh, slumber. In some places, uh, the ram's horn is blown anywhere from 3 to 30 times to 101 times throughout the day. But we see this day as a day, and we can see, uh, view this day as a day of renewal and a day of reflection. And it also begins what some recognize as 10 days of repentance or the days of awe. It is also a time in which we can recognize where we might have fallen short in the previous year and also how we should prepare ourselves for the coming year. In ancient Israel, they did not know everything there is to know about keeping the holy days as we know them today. And so we see these as more for our time today on whom the end of the age has come in the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ concerning repentance concerning salvation concerning the kingdom of God that is to come and the end of all these pressures and trials that we face throughout throughout uh, our life but we know that in their obedience to the holy days of God when the children obeyed the voice of the Lord they showed that they feared 
the Lord with whom they made a covenant to follow his commandments and the com- and his statutes and also his, his judgments. But as we know, time and time again, many rebelled and transgressed his ways, his laws. They strayed from his ways as many who are of you know, this carnal flesh and blood that we, that we uh, are in, sometimes we too may stray in our thoughts, in our deeds, and forget that we are to remember and live by the word of God. And when they did stray, he sent them adversity of all sorts, things to wake them up, things to get them to change their mind, and turn away from all of these things that are causing the ills and the troubles that they were facing in their life. Scripture says to us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Of this, we can be sure that he is that. He has not changed. He is just as holy today as he was then. And he is as intolerant of sin as... uh, Today as he was then. But he's also just as merciful. And kind and loving. And not willing that any should perish. But that all should come. To learn of him. That all should come to repentance. And the keeping of his word. So in the keeping of the holy days. A couple of things that they did. In the past that. Apply to us today. The children of Israel saw. That by the shedding of a blood of uh, of a lamb or a bullock, there came cleansing and there came forgiveness and atonement, that is the covering of sins. And they also saw the need for an intercessory, a priesthood that was necessary. And today, in this present age, we now see in those ceremonies and sacrifices, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That he is our high priest who sits at the right hand of God. And he's aware of our lives. He's aware of lives of this society that we live in. This world that we live in. And so each day, each holy day, points to him and to his purpose. Like the other holy days of God, the Feast of Trumpets helps us to get us back on track, and also to keep us in our journey to that kingdom that is ahead of us. Numbers chapter 10, verse 1. Again, the Lord spoke unto Moses, and he said, Make two trumpets of silver of a whole piece. You shall make make them. So that's kind of like a, a long horn that's, you know, straightened out. But, you know, it's like in today, the bugle is pretty much the same because it doesn't have valves, but it's like that long horn has been all conformed into a smaller uh, tube. And it's the blower that creates the tone, which would be uh, somewhat hard for anybody to do. So it's a trumpet that calls for um, a blowing on certain days. The calling of the assembly verse 2 and for the journeying of the camps and as an alarm for the camps to go forward 
And the sons of Aaron, the priest, verse 8, down in verse 8, shall blow with the trumpets. And they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generation. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, then shall you blow an alarm with the trumpets. And you shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. Also, blow them in the day of your gladness, it says, and in your solemn days, and in the beginning of your months, over your burnt offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial. Before your God, I am the Lord your God. So it is to us as a wake-up call to our, also to our spiritual battle. Now we know that the trumpet sound is very loud and different sounds meant different things. And over the years we've heard different messages as applied to the uh, Feast of Trumpets and about what this day means. You know, like the history of the trumpets, the making of the trumpets and its use and so on. We also know that the shofar, uh, made of a ram's horn, used in biblical times, was for the uh, announcing of holy days and for the Sabbath. It could also be as a wake-up call to the current state of world affairs, as sometimes we look at it, as a reminder of the signs of the time or in relation to the return of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the dead and the joy and the jubilation that is to come. So we'll look at this day, one in which we are to be reminded, to be prepared, watching and looking ahead. As we know, since the beginning of this year, our nation has, as well as the world, has been facing a crisis in health, the economy, and major social unrest, as well as political unrest. It's not a perfect world, and we're not a perfect people. But today we see much of the world is on a course of waywardness, apart from the godless path, of, from the godless uh, apart from the path that God has set us on, departing from his ways. Because in many ways we think that man, we think that his government, we think that perhaps his political party or special club or organization can answer the problems and the concerns that the world is facing at this time. Again, there is none perfect. And the, man, and the arm of flesh, it says, Psalms will not save you. But where's the good news? And that's what we want to look at. We want to know the good news. We can look back and on today's uh, world, see all the bad things, see, take in all the negative. But we need to know what the Feast of Trumpets means to each and every one of us in a positive way. Though we should pray for our leadership, we must be sure that our heart is set on the Lord first and being careful to obey God and not man. In Psalms chapter 146 it says to praise ye the Lord. 
Praise the Lord, O my soul. And verse 2, While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. So we see in these first two verses that word praise. So praise is important to us in our daily life because we focus on the words of the eternal. We focus on what God would have us to do. Verse 3 it says, Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. Reason number four, or verse 4 is that his breath goes forth. He returns to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. So life we know is temporary for even great leaders, for even people in whom we uh, sometimes may put our trust in. Before you know it, know it, they're you know they're gone. You know, good leaders just they just come and go. Happy is he in verse five that has the God of Jacob for his help, whose help, uh, hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth and sea and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever. We know scripture tells us, let God be true, and every man a liar. So what people say, and what they do, if it's not in, uh, in coordination with what the word of God says, then we must be careful and try to find what is the truth. Verse 7, uh, when you look at verse 6, uh, where it says, he made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is therein. We have a creator. We have a God who we can depend on. Because he has shown us his power. His power of creation. Also his presence with us. If we are willing to focus on, on his presence. And to give him praise when we see uh, those things that he has created. Which executes judgment for the oppressed. Which gives food to the hungry. The Lord looses the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises them that are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even your God, O Zion, Zion, unto all generations. Praise you, the Lord. So we praise the Lord. He is forever. From that time he brought Israel out of Egypt to this time today. That he has called us out on this uh, Feast of Trumpets 2020. So we praise the Lord. We trust the Lord. And we look to the Lord. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, it says in verse 20 that our conversation, that is our homeland, our citizenship is in heaven from where we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it be, may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby 
he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So we know that we have a weak. We're weak in the flesh. We're subject to just every, almost every uh, uh, disease and cold and flu and all those uh, other things that uh, can take our life. But whether we live or die before that time when the kingdom of God is established on the earth, we, in the process, we're waiting for his return. And the sound of that trumpet blast and that shout to awaken us out of sleep. And we know that it will be a day of trumpets and a day also of shouting and a happy and a joyful day that is to come. We're all aware of a number of current issues that sorely divide people today and the world over. We could uh, just uh, go through a list. We won't do that, but we believe what we choose to believe. And sometimes it might be with a question that makes us wonder, are we my brother's keeper? Or am I my brother's keeper? Of course, we are because we depend on one another to do the right thing. The Apostle Paul, he warned Timothy, he said that in the last days that dangerous times will come. and That men are going to be lovers of their own selves. They're going to be selfish and greedy and, and unholy and lovers, lovers of pleasure more than God. And we can't turn, our, turn a blind eye to those things that are happening that we see in the world around us. In Romans chapter 12, I don't know if I have this on your handout, but in Romans chapter 12, 1 through 3, Paul is writing this, and he says, I be beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That is, you know, give your uh, life, to God, and be not conformed, verse 2, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. The world has its ways, but we must not let it transform us. Walking contrary to the spirit of love, unity, and concern for, you know, one another. In another part of the Bible, it says to be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? Verse 3, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he should, but to think soberly, according to as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You know, for some of us, our faith is strong. For others, it is not up to what we think is uh, how faith should be uh, because it, we're all weak in some ways in the faith. 
But we know that the Holy Spirit supplies us with wisdom or knowledge. And that knowledge uh, can mean common sense. But we are to give God our lives as a living sacrifice. The Living Bible about this world that we live in. It says to do not copy the behavior and customs of the world. But be a new and different person with fresh newness in all you do and think. First John chapter 4 verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world... The love of God is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the things that, you know, motivate us in the wrong direction oftentimes, it is not of the Father, but of the world, of the ways of the world. Now, again, I refer to the Living Bible. It puts, puts that scripture in this way. It says, stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you for when you love these things you show that you do not really love God you set aside his word we set aside his will for all these worldly things these evil desires the ambitions to buy everything that that you see that everything that appeals to you and the pride that comes from you know wealth and importance these are not from God they are from this evil world itself. So one has to be careful. In what uh, they are after in this world. There are good things. And there are bad things. But we have to have the wisdom. To know what would be the will of God in our life. 2 Thessalonians 2. We beseech you brethren. Verse 1. By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And by our gathering. And together unto him. That you be not soon shaken in mind. Or be troubled. Neither by spirit. Nor by word. Nor by letter as from us. As that the day of Christ is at hand. Because we know that. There shall be false prophets. But the end is not yet Christ said. But. As today, when you focus on the sound of trumpets, you think of an alarm, you think of bad things to come. But it's really not a day to look fearfully toward the future, thinking that, well, now the end is upon us. But it's a day to look forward to the joy of the coming kingdom of God and how we may endure this uh, time that we are living. In the meantime, verse 3, it says, Let no man deceive you. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away and apostasy. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship. So that he as God sits in the temple of God showing himself that he, that he is God. Verse 5, remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things. 
So we're called to not forget what the uh, word of God tells us. What it uh, was written in the past for our time today and a look ahead to the time to come. So foretelling is to prepare us. They're words of love. They're words of concern. They're words of knowledge for us to just be on watch and to be prepared. Verse 6, now you know what was withholds that he might be revealed in his time. So the subject about, you know, the man of sin, the Antichrist, there's a lot of details that are connected to that. But we have to, you know, be watching. Watch ourselves first of all. Watch our spiritual selves first of all. But this mystery of iniquity does already work. It's been working since the beginning of time. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. So <clears throat> as time goes on, as things change around us, we, uh, this lets us know that, you know, maybe this is the mystery of iniquity at work. We don't know. But verse 8, then shall that wicked one, that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy at the brightness of his coming. Even him, his coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So they will be so, so taken in by the lying wonders and signs and they will believe everything that is coming from the mouth of this man of sin. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And that lie is believing that this man thinks he is God and performs signs and wonders that they would rather believe in lies than in the uh, saving power of the word of God. Verse 12 that they all might be damned to believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So we don't want to put our pleasure in things that are unrighteousness. And the Holy Spirit in us tells us if we're doing something that is not right in the eyes of, of God. Verse 13, we are bound to give thanks all way to God. Brethren, for you brethren, beloved of the Lord because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief on the truth. You know, it says, John 17, 17, thy word is truth. Sanctify them through uh, thy truth, the word. So we learn what sin is and that we are to set apart what is truth and salvation into our life verse 14 where he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ therefore brethren stand fast that is stand firm hold the traditions which you have been taught whether by our Lord or our epistle so the pressures and trials that we face in this day and age can pose a real danger to our faith, to our looking forward to 
the time that is to come where there will be the kingdom of God set up on this earth. They can, lose, they can cause us to lose our grip on, on the teachings and the traditions that we, have, uh, that we have and just sort of slip back into the world. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through Christ, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good in every good word and work. Though we face <clears throat> various distresses and stresses, uncertainties and fears and various other things that try each and every one of us, our Father has made it known through his word that there is comfort, that there is encouragement, that there is wisdom and hope that we can look to the future and we've got to just just keep on. And so the holy days tell us that they they help us to remember that we are to just keep on going. Every holy day has a particular meaning. <laughs> Back in uh, my days, which is really a long time ago when I was much much younger, uh, there was a phrase that. Uh, whenever you wanted to encourage somebody or whenever somebody was leaving and, and you were saying uh, goodbye to him, you, uh, we would say, well, keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Keep on going. Keep on carrying that load or whatever it is that uh, might be on your back. Because at the, you know, at the end of the line, when you're through with the trucking, all your, uh, uh, whatever you're carrying is going to be unloaded. And, and in that way, we look uh, forward to the coming kingdom of God. So the Feast of Trumpets we also know as Yom Teruah. Teruah means an awakening blast. We didn't bring a shofar or a trumpet, but it uh, perhaps uh, uh, it, it would be useful at times. But we also see that it is translated as shout. As a, as a shout. In the Bible, <clears throat> there are two kinds of trumpets. There are the, there's the silver trumpets and the one that's uh, made of uh, the ram's horn or the shofar. But whether it's the trumpet or the shofar blast, its purpose is to awaken. Spiritually, we look at the Feast of Trumpets as being awakened by the Word of God that we uh, come across in our reading today. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Wherefore he says, Awaken you that sleep, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, that's carefully, not as, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because... The days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we know that music and singing. 
is a ministry. It is a means for participating and showing our worship and praise to the eternal. It encourages, encourages us in ways, different ways. To, it helps us to retain certain tr uh, truths about our faith. And to have love and hope and find comfort in the Lord. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. On to Matthew chapter 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven, it says, be likened unto ten virgins or bridesmaids, as some translations give it, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. They, uh, and five of them were wise. And five were foolish. So sometimes we, you know, we look at ourselves. I wonder which one we are. We just hope that we are the wise. And they that were foolish took their lambs, but took no oil with them. You know, they had their lamps, but they didn't have uh, vessels of oil. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. You know, so they were prepared. For they brought along with their lamp vessels of extra oil. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. You know, as the days go by and sometimes you wonder, you know, when is the kingdom going to be here? When is uh, Christ going to come and, and, and restore all things? Verse 6, at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins or the bridesmaids they arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise uh, give us your oil our lamps are gone out but the wise answered saying not so lest there be not enough for us and you but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves sometimes people have applied this meaning to the time of the tribulation when there is testing in which your spirit, uh, your will, and your hope is shown before the Lord of God. Because we know that in those days, there's going to be uh, a lot of tribulation that will either fashion us in, in, in the way that God wants us, or uh, it won't turn out. The wise answered, oh, oh, verse 10, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they were ready, that, that were ready, went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he answered, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. So here we, you know, we see the point of, of this uh, illustration, which is really to watch and be ready. Verse 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. In Luke chapter 12, we find where Christ was speaking to his disciples, as he does even to us today. He said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. And you yourselves likened the men that wait 
for their Lord when he will return from the wedding that when he comes and knocks they may open unto him immediately verse 17 blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he comes shall find watching truly I say unto, unto you that he shall gird himself make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them I won't read the rest of that chapter but we need to have our minds our hearts our bodies just clothed in righteousness and be ready Titus chapter 2 for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching and uh, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly and righteously and godly in, in this present world and we try to help you know one and each other out you know every time uh, uh, someone is at this pulpit and reads those words this is the way God speaks to us today looking for that blessed hope or that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good work that's why we are here today Matthew 24 uh, as, as uh, David read earlier from uh, when he was sitting there on the Mount of Olives he, he said that uh, we're to take heed that no man deceive us Many are going to come in his name. Going to hear wars and rumors of wars. And he said to not be troubled. For all these things will come to pass. But the end is not yet. And so we look around at our world today. And you know we do have to watch in a, in a certain way. To, to know what's happening. But the important thing is to watch ourselves. To watch our spiritual condition. Verse 30 that time will come then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory so though the feast of trumpets may sound an alarm it may be seen as a foretelling of that day of the Lord and what is to come before them So after the world has seen its share, has seen all the tribulation and the problems, the sorrows and things that have uh, taken place in, uh, with mankind throughout its history. After this feast, we know that there is 10 days to the Day of Atonement when the earth and the hearts of the people are turned to God and Satan the devil who deceives the whole world is chained up. So these days are... The, uh, these uh, 10 days begins with uh, the Feast of Trumpets and our journey to that, to that particular time. Then after that comes the Feast of Tabernacles, the 1,000 year reign of Christ and the saints of God. And we know that time is coming when, you know, as the prophet Daniel wrote, the time will come when the saints of God shall possess the kingdom. The first, uh, first Corinthians 15 
Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of, a, of the eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all, we shall be changed. And don't we want to be in that number? And though we have dire predictions for the number of deaths that are bound to come to those who catch this dread disease of COVID-19, we know that there is a world of joy that is in store for all those who have died. And what a day of shouting. What a day of trumpets that will, that will be. Always think about, you know, uh, the amusement rides that we take, roller coasters, and how maybe one of those uh, things that fling you up like, you're, you're like a slingshot, you know, uh, you start screaming, you start shouting, it's the thrill uh, of all that's happening. So what a day of shouting that the resurrection will bring to us. Because this corruptible, verse 53, we must put on incorruption, put on immortality. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. On down to 57, thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And though things may look bleak in the world, we are to be children of light and not of the darkness. Whatever God has in store for our life, we need to know this. Verse 35, it's Elsewhere in scripture it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall uh, famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Now we, we know that we have a commission that Christ gave us. That we are to, that we are to uh, go ye therefore, teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to observe all things whatsoever he has commanded us. And he says this to us. In spite of whatever bleakness we think the world is uh, presenting us, he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. But it is, as we know, that it is through much tribulation that we enter into the kingdom of God. But the Feast of Trumpets. Gives us a look ahead. And a hope. Ever how uh, small that hope might be. Like a, you know, like a light that's small. That's off in the distance. That what, that's what we're uh, looking to. Of that hope that is given to us. Through the promised word. The promises that God has given us. In his word. So be watchful. Be prepared. Don't give up in prayer. Be constant in prayer. And hopefully the Feast of Trumpets will remind you of our future. 
and what is to come.